Now, hello and welcome to The Real Deal with Sean Matthews, where we have real conversations with real people, entrepreneurs, and business owners alike. Today, I have another special guest here, and uh, her and I actually, we met through my lovely fiance, and uh, yeah, we're just networking around the Gold Coast as we do and running our own businesses. So we got along very nicely and now we're connecting here on the podcast and lucky for me, um, she is ready to talk all about her specialty. Mm-hmm. Her name is Nicole Jeftovic. Is that correct, Nicole? Yeah, close, close enough. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know if I was gonna get that right or not, but anyway, sorry if I got it wrong. You can correct me in a minute is the principal solicitor of the Clarity Legal Group, focusing on the area of family law. While she enjoys court representation with a background in criminal law, Nicole aims to resolve her clients' matters in the most cost-effective and stress-free way possible, which is why she is an advocate for mediation and negotiation outside of court. This sounds amazing. This is why Nicole founded Clarity Legal Group to simplify the complicated family law process and achieve positive results for her clients without conflict and litigation. In her time away from work, she enjoys battling with her three children, four four years old twins and one crazy two-year-old. Yes, sounds like you have a very busy household, Nicole. (laughs) Welcome. Thank you. Wow, where do we start? Family law, that is um, a bit of a different different line of work. And I know it can be quite challenging for a lot of people. So how yeah. did you really get started with this um, business? I know I introduced you a little bit, but can you tell us more? Do you have a story, a background of yourself? Yeah, I guess so. So I only just set up my business last year. I had, um, at the time, I had two-year-old twins and a six-month-old baby, and I decided to set up my own law firm. I was previously at a law firm, and I worked there for many, many years. I was um, the primary family lawyer running the family law division there. And I guess I just, I went back to work after having the twins, after being on maternity leave and just really struggled with that um, juggle of being in a traditional law firm and working part time Mm -hmm. and whilst trying to deal with the kids. So I actually um, resigned and didn't intend on staying in law. I was doing like some tutoring work at the university in a law subject. And I thought that I just, it would be easier if I did that, but I just really missed it. I actually really enjoy being a lawyer and working in family law. So just decided to set up my own practice and it's just blown up from there. Mm, Fantastic. Blown up. Yes, you're very successful. And something I didn't mention, we're in the same networking group, everyone, and called BX Networking. And just recently, we had our presentation. And Nicole won uh, BX Networking in the legal section. So she was our top legal winner of the BX Networking and uh, very proud and to say that she's won. So how do you feel about that, Nicole? Yeah, it was such a surprise. I didn't even tell anyone that I was the finalist because like my business is so new and I was like, oh, there's no way I've got any shot at winning this. So I didn't, when I came home from the awards ceremony and I told my husband I'd won, he was like, were you even up for an award? I was like, yes, I just didn't tell anyone. (laughs) Yes. And that's why you won. 
<laughs> and I can vouch for that because we were sitting at the same table and uh, you looked very surprised. So very well done. Oh, <laughs> you really were so surprised. surprised. Yeah, yeah and, and that's why you're, you deserved it for sure. Oh, uh, thanks, Sean. Yeah, you know, I definitely deserved it. Um, yeah, and you're great for the community. So obviously that shows. Um, and you work really hard. So tell us a little bit about, I mean, you started a, only a year ago and you have quite a lot of clients and I know you go to court a lot. Um, I yeah. know you can't talk much about clients, but what is it that, what are some things you can maybe discuss with the listeners and the viewers about maybe separation or being a mom um, and working your own business? Because there's a lot of listeners out there that are single moms and moms that have businesses. Yeah, right. Well, well, that's, yeah, two different um, questions, really. So when I'm um, with my mum hat on and trying to work at the same time, I just found that it was impossible. Like when I first set up the business, I set it up from home and I just thought it'll just be me on my own. I'll just have a few clients here and there and I'll just like satisfy myself that I'm still helping people. Um, but I'll still spend time with my kids. And I had this um, moment where I had um, one of my first clients, I was on the phone to her. I got the phone call, my three kids, I locked them outside because they've got like a playground outside. So I locked them outside, shut all the doors and got on the phone to my client. And then I hear someone screaming outside and I turn around and my son's at like the glass back door with blood pouring out of his Oh no. Face. He'd like fallen off the play equipment or something and hit his nose. He was fine. Yeah. But that was just a real turning point for me to make me realise that you, you can't be both at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it took me a little while to come to terms with the fact that it's okay that I don't want to be a stay-at-home mum, for starters. Of course, that's fantastic um, for women that do that, but it just wasn't for me. Yeah. So it, it took me a lot to come to terms with that realisation and then also accepting that it's okay that I have my time away from the kids and I focus on my clients and on my job and I I don't look at photos of the kids. I barely even talk about the kids while I'm at work mm-hmm. um, and I just keep keep my two, like, work and home life very separate. And I, for me, that's the only way that I can do it because when I was at work, I was distracted, feeling guilty that I wasn't spending time with the kids. And then when I was trying to, you know, finish work early and spend time with the kids, I was constantly on my phone, emailing, missing phone calls. So Mm -hmm. I think for me, it's really about the balance, but keeping it separate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's always a hard for a lot of people, men and women. Um, I mean, that's a, a lot of boundary setting that you've obviously learned over the years. And I teach a lot of people boundary setting. So how did you do that for yourself? Um, oh God, I don't even know. I think at the start, I tried to tell myself that I could do both and I would just have the boundaries sort of, I would chop and change. Um, but I just, I realized that that didn't work. So mm-hmm. I got an office space and I really separated that home and work life and just just told myself not to answer the phone. It, it took me a little while. Like if I was seeing a phone call after I'd picked the kids up, um, it was really hard for me not to answer the phone or not respond to an email. But nah, if it's urgent, of course, you have to deal with it. But really, it's just being strict with yourself and keeping those um, barriers in place to stop yourself from falling into that habit of doing both at the same time. Yeah, interesting. That's amazing. 
So you're quite strict with yourself. That's good. Yeah. And it does take time, doesn't it? Yeah. I've had to oh, learn it too. That's right. Yeah. It wasn't overnight. Like it took me, you know, I think I've had this practice for maybe like a year and a half now, maybe a bit over. And mm-hmm. I'd say it's really only the last six months that I've been comfortable with that division between my work and home life. Yeah. So is your home life um, running around after the kids as well now? Can you separate yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, all yeah, all I do is just chase them around and stop them from fighting, and I don't even know what I do. My time just goes like that when I'm with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Well, because they're all under four, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. So in your so you you have a beautiful, very fast paced life by the sounds of it, um, and you love obviously being a mom, and you also love your career. And mm-hmm. what what makes you do separation? Because I know one of your strengths and one thing that you do focus is on separation in your career. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So originally when I first became a lawyer and I was first admitted, I was in criminal law. Um, So I was in defense, um, which was great when I was a junior lawyer and it was really interesting. And then I started getting into the family law a bit more, but I think it was after I had the twins, my first pregnancy is really when I found that I connected with family law a lot more than any other area. Um, I guess it was because then I had that understanding of the dynamics in, you know, and I was only recently married as well. So I understood the dynamics in marriage and kids and juggling everything and the difficulties. So um, I did a lot of, particularly doing crime, I also did a lot of DV work throughout my career as well. And we do the um, duty lawyer service, the domestic violence duty lawyer service. My firm um, does that through Legal Aid Queensland. Oh yeah. And I think my exposure to that throughout my whole career has really made me passionate about providing good quality legal advice and access to that to all people rather than just people who can afford it. Uh So I've volunteered at, I don't know, maybe five or six different legal centres throughout my whole career. I'm currently volunteering at two at the moment because I'm just, I just think it's crazy how many people go through that separation process and just don't even get legal advice, don't even get that first initial discussion in understanding what what the process is and what how they could finalise matters. And it just breaks my heart when I see someone that, because there's a time limit on finalising property settlement, mm-hmm. I see someone that's finalised their separation, they're outside that time limit and, look, I'm generalising, but usually it's, um, a female who's been at home with the kids, who has an accumulated super, who doesn't have a high earning capacity and has primary care of the kids. And they've just got nothing to set themselves up with. And I just, yeah, I'm just passionate about people having access to that advice before it's too late. Mm, that's fantastic. So how did people find out about you? Were you just volunteering at these organizations and then you built that client base through there? Uh Not really, because most of those clients are just like free legal advice that I do. And a lot of it is about me providing them with information to be able to represent themselves or to do things themselves because they can't afford a lawyer. Uh I think it's just because I've been practicing for almost 10 years. So I think it's just people just know my name. And when I set up my practice, I just had other colleagues referring matters to me, previous clients coming to me, referring their friends to me, that sort of thing. No, great. So where, where, what um, legal practice did you start up for? Or can you not say? Oh, I better not say. 
You better not say. Okay, that's okay. I just thought I'd ask with them. When I was asking the question, I thought, oh, better not. <laughs> Maybe you can't say it. Um, that's okay. Well, we'll move on to the next question. Um, I just thought... Maybe you can tell us, I mean, uh, the whole little bit of that separation. What do you do? I mean, you said you work with a lot of DV clients um, and separation. And how do you, do you have a system that you work with these clients and move them forward into a, a more easy separation process? Oh, it, it's difficult because it really depends on the other party that you're dealing with. Yeah. So as you said in your little introduction, my aim is to resolve matters as easily and inexpensively and amicably as possible. Sometimes you just can't do that. Mm. And so there's a type of law that's called collaborative family mm. law. And that means um, there's people that are trained in collaborative law. And so that means that you don't go to court and you don't litigate and you don't have any court in intervention. Um, I appreciate the value in that and I am an advocate, like I said, for resolving matters outside of court. But the reality is sometimes you're dealing with someone that you cannot undertake a collaborative process with and you have to apply to the court. Wow. So it really depends on the case that you're dealing with at the time. But I also have another um, practice. I'm a mediator as well. Yeah. So I've got a law firm and then I've got my mediation practice. Okay. So the mediation is when I'm not being a lawyer, I'm not representing one person. I'm, I'm representing both parties' interests, really, and I'm trying to guide them towards a resolution without involving lawyers or courts. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's exciting stuff. When you see people that have spent very little money, they've just come to mediation and they've reached an agreement between themselves. They're, they're the best type of cases. Mm, that's great. Now, mediation is something um, quite common, but not a lot of people do mediation, do they? You know, have you found that? It's starting to get better. The courts yeah. have recently, like the family law system and the, the federal circuit court, they've recently done a reshuffle um, and they're creating a really big emphasis on mediation at the moment and trying to push parties towards that alternative dispute resolution rather than the court process, which I think is fantastic. It's better for the clients. It's better for the courts. It's the only thing it's not better for is lawyers because lawyers don't get paid as much then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you do it for the love too as well, don't you? And the right. love of your job yeah. and the passion. That's I amazing. don't mind. People <laughs> yeah. are happier. People are happier when they spend less money on lawyers and they've got more money in their property pool to divide. Mm, yeah, of course, of course. And then for, for the people that are watching and listening, how do they get in touch with you? Um, and, and how do they book a session or do you do sessions? What is it? What's yeah. the process? Well, I always do a free initial telephone consult with any yeah. new client that contacts me. Cause like I said, I think it's really important that even if they don't engage a lawyer, even if they don't do anything, just as long as they have an understanding about the process and what their entitlements might be, I think that's just crucial. Um, so I always do that free initial telephone consult. And I like, yeah, they can give us a call. They can go on our website. It's just claritylegalgroup.com.au yeah. um, or contact us via social media. Yeah, if they just Google Clarity Legal Group um, or my name, then I'm sure we'll come up. Okay, well, that's good because I'm actually, as we're talking, your name's down the bottom and I'll put everything in the show notes. So all your details in the show notes. So for whoever is watching or listening, they, they'll have your details there. So okay. that's fantastic. That's so good. I love what you do, uh, Nicole. And I know there's a lot of people out there that um, go through DV and 
a lot of people that I've met, a lot of people that I've counseled in the past with drug and alcohol, um, they, you know, they, they really struggle, but they don't know how to reach out. Um, is there one thing that you could say to people that are listening and watching to say, okay, I'm here, basically, you're here to give them that legal advice, so don't be scared? Yeah, I think, and I often get clients say this to me after I've spoken to them, is they're surprised at how scary it's not. Mm -hmm. I, I often start a phone call or a conference with someone because lawyers, I don't know, we're scary. I guess we've got a scary reputation. People think that we're just, you know, trying to rack up our bills, which is not the case for most lawyers. So I think people are reluctant to even just take that first step just to have a chat with a lawyer because they're scared of the cost. They're scared of being judged. They're scared of what might happen. But it really I know separation is a really difficult time and yes, it can be messy and awful, um, but it, it often isn't as scary as people think it is. It's often easier to resolve um, as long as you get that proper advice from the start. Wow. So I think, yeah, I, if I can say anything is don't be scared. Lots of people have been in the position that you've been in, in very similar positions wow. and they get through it. You, you do, you get through it. They all do. And they come out the end much happier. Wow, fantastic. That's so good, Nicole. I think it would be quite refreshing for a lot of people to hear that uh, in the community now and what's going on in the world. So thank you for that. Um, okay, well, we're going to wrap up now. And I just wanted to ask you a question that I ask all my guests. And that is, if there was one thing that you would want the listeners and the viewers to get out of this podcast together, what would it be and why? Oh, I think oh, I probably just answered that with my last with my last answer is okay. Well, two things in relation to my professional side of things, like I said, is just um, not to be scared of lawyers or the process. It doesn't have to be litigious. It doesn't have to cost a lot of money. Um, it is very easy, even if it's not through myself. There are plenty of lawyers that give free legal advice. There are community legal centres that provide um, fantastic services in relation to free legal advice clinics. Um, it's not something that has to be scary or something that you avoid. Um, and from a personal side of things, I guess for um, in my experience as a mum with little kids um, juggling a business, just don't be too hard on yourself. I think I really struggled with that at the beginning when I set up my business um, and I put a lot of pressure on myself to be a perfect mother and a perfect business owner. Mm -hmm. um, but I just think you need to run your own race and not worry about what everyone else is doing and just um, find what works for your own family. Mm, beautiful. Well said. Well said, Nicole. And those women that are listening to you right now are going to appreciate every word. I can say that now. So thank, thank you so. so much for being on, Nicole. I know you're a busy woman. Um, juggling your life and your business and family so thank you for taking the time to come on today and uh, we will hopefully chat soon this is the real deal with Sean Matthews uh, and we are interviewing Nicole and uh, if you want to contact her that her name is down the bottom but under her um, under her under her where <laughs> 
under her right now. <laughs> and, uh, and her website is there so that you can, you can contact her. Um, she's very friendly. Uh, I can attest to that. And uh, yes, she, she is very, she's very professional when it comes to her business and law. So thank you again, Nicole, for your time. And we'll see you later. Thanks, Sean. Bye now.